This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Well, hello, friend, and welcome to the RR Show. My name is Vince, and on today's show, we're going to take a little walk into the creepy files. First up, I got two stories from Glitch in the Matrix. Then the third story is going to be coming from Let's Not Meet. So I'm not going to waste any more time to jump into it with a disappearing story on this edition of the RR Show. This one is titled My Dad Disappeared in an Elevator. It's posted by Gerbil Panda on the subreddit Glitch in the Matrix. Just discovered this subreddit exists, so I figured I'd share the biggest glitch I ever experienced. Back at the junior year of high school, when I was 16, my family and I are moving to a new apartment. Near the end of the day, me, my dad, and a family friend who I didn't really know then and haven't talked to since. We're walking from the apartment to the elevator so we could go to the car and grab the last things from it. When my dad stepped into the elevator, the door closed almost immediately. It was specifically weird because the door had only been open for a couple of seconds and it closed way faster than I've ever seen an elevator door close before or after. The door won't open, so we're all confused. We're talking to dad and he can hear us. We can hear him. Then suddenly, mid-sentence, his voice just cuts off entirely and the door opens and the elevator is just empty. So me and the family friend just sort of stare for a second. And I step in, look around, no sign of dad. I step back out of the elevator and immediately the doors close again and then reopen and dad's just standing in the middle of the elevator, looking dumbfounded. So we ask him what happened. He explains from his perspective that after the elevator door closed, at one point he stopped hearing us and the elevator went up and then it just stopped. And he heard what seemed to be wild animals he couldn't quite identify and the sound of scratching on the door. This felt like it lasted around five minutes to him before suddenly the elevator door opened without the elevator ever feeling like it went back down. We lived there for over a year. We never did figure out what happened and the elevator never did that again. Hosted by xxmoonchild underscore xx on the subreddit Glitch in the Matrix.
Where do these keep coming from? I don't really know where to post this, but I do need to post it. My friends don't really follow weird events. By my bedroom is my desk, and it started with a foam ball. I found it by one of the legs of my desk. I do have cats, but I have no idea how it got in my apartment. My cats love it though, and I chalked it up to it being in the hall and getting in. I only ever found these balls at one pet store, and it was my first time ever seeing them. The next item was an extra earring from a set I have already. Just plain crosses. But this third one had the same wearing off marks as if I'd been wearing it. I only had the one pair, no extra. I decided it must have been one of my friends or something. Really no big deal. Then, the third item was two metal keys. They weren't like house keys, but for a jewelry box. I don't own a jewelry box. I never have seen these keys before. I also found a little toy of a Stranger Things looking dog monster. Now that my partner nor I watch Stranger Things, and none of our friends do. The items are always found in the same spot, and it's been six months starting with the yellow ball. I joked with my friends that the earring thing was a glitch in the matrix because of that TikTok trend, but the keys really intrigued me. I genuinely don't know if this is a glitch or a dimensional portal or where to post this, but I'd love to keep it updated as I imagine it'll happen again. Side note, when I tried to post on here, my second Reddit account was signed in instead of my main. I never switch and use my second usually only on my computer. I don't even know how it happened. My second account has like no karma. They know and don't want me to talk. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Crazy conspiracy theorist classmate Loki admitted to having contributed to her husband's passing. Posted by Scarlett AK on the subreddit Let's Not Meet. So where do we even begin? In my country, the government decided to push free professional classes to anyone who's either benefiting from welfare or just unemployed. I, a 30-year-old female, decided to enroll in one of those classes before moving to another state next year, just to have something more on my CV and to have an excuse to touch grass since I'm unemployed. And I specifically picked a social media marketing and management formation that started three months ago. Everything was great about it. 
and it seemed to me that all my classmates and professors were great people. I even started to make some friends, and I must point out that no one in my class is underage, the youngest being 21 and the oldest, 56. After a couple of weeks of classes, they introduced us to the main curriculum of the whole course that will involve a months-long group project among students. The project consists in inventing a brand from the ground up and marketing it on social media as if it's real, about to launch on the market. I was super excited about this and couldn't wait to face this challenge. They picked the groups at random and the RNG gods chose me to be paired with a 56-year-old woman. We'll call her M. She barely spoke to anyone up until that point. Thinking she was nothing but a nice lady, I tried to accommodate her for any preferences that she'd have on the project, such as choosing what the topic would be, and she immediately starts telling me about half her life story just out of nowhere and focused particularly about a skin issue that she had that she claimed doctors only made worse and how she cured herself with herbs and essential oils. In hindsight, this was already the first red flag. Her rambling just left me scratching my head and just to break the awkward silence, I said we should pick that as a brand idea. Natural remedies, food supplements, and a cosmetics brand that's not some MLM or a cult. And she immediately agreed and smiled like a little girl, which back then made me kind of happy. After then, she picked the name, the idea for the logo, and motto without asking me for an opinion, saying it felt important to her. Put a pin in this for later on. And that since I had no experience with this niche, I should learn from her. She insisted so much I had to comply. And that's when hell started for me and she would call and message me on WhatsApp constantly, insisting to see me work in real time on the designs, logos, mockups, etc. Cause she needed to supervise my actions. Her excuse being I'm a little girl that hasn't known the world yet. She never liked any of my works and forced me to redo things over and over again. I'm on the spectrum and have a very hard time setting boundaries with people or dealing with the idea of displeasing someone. So I kept pushing myself to stay strong and to keep going because I couldn't deal with how this woman would have reacted to anything she might have seen as insubordination. On top of the fact, I didn't want to fail the course, and from the beginning, all of our profs insisted the group project was vital to the final score. It's in one of those calls that she starts telling me some of the most unhinged stuff I've ever heard in my life. After seeing me drink a sip of an energy drink, she screamed at me to toss that garbage away, and then explaining to me the reason why. In her opinion, energy drinks, sodas, and junk food are infested with nanomachines that infect the human body and rewrites their DNA. She then explains that that's because the great powers are not aliens like most people think, but androids and AI hive minds ready to enslave humanity through biomechanical control. She also keeps going on about how AI's existence since before Christ came and an ancient civilization before the Great Reset and all the great men in history were actually androids or giants. She also threw in the fact that she's sure dinosaurs are nothing but a fairy tale and could have never existed. So in her opinion, big people can't exist, but big birds can't, LOL. The first incident, the biggest one, happened last month. On one weekend evening, where instead of slaving away for her, 
I went out with my mom to visit some friends and be back home the next morning. I forgot my phone and realized it was too late. But since M and I hadn't agreed to work that night, I thought nothing of it. Oh man, was I naive. My phone was blown up with messages and phone calls all from M, except a couple of messages from another classmate of mine that told me she had called him obsessively with demands of him showing up at my front door to make sure I was okay. He had mentioned before we live on the same block. Later that week, I get called into the school administration because apparently M had called them too and told them that I had gone missing for three to four days. I tried in vain to keep it together and just bursted into tears in front of the secretaries, telling them and showing them all that this woman was putting me through, explaining my boundary setting issues, and they decided to immediately inform the profs and find a solution that would have allowed me to not have any more contacts with her, but before they could take any actions, me and M are informed one more student was going to join our group. We'll call him T. Nothing much to say about him, he's super nice. And he did help out that following week by not complying to M's demands and unreasonable standards. For some reason, she never complained about decisions made by T. In my last call with M and T, M goes on another unhinged rant. This one will be relevant later. And it's what makes this story so messed up on multiple levels. She claimed she's being gang stalked and sabotaged by Big Pharma because she invented a miracle ointment that could reconstruct any sort of biological tissue. She said she tested it on the hand of a friend of hers that had third degree burns, claiming she saw the nerves, tendons, muscles, and skin grow back, saving the hand. She then added that a prototype of said ointment that mostly consisted of garlic and aloe cured her husband from cancer a few years back. She also added like how after an accident over a decade ago, the doctors decided to sabotage her uterus during an emergency surgery to prevent her from having children. More of the big pharma sabotages involved several lawsuits she was involved in. She concludes that she's taking SMM classes because she wants to learn how to communicate with social media and the new generation. I'm personally afraid she's going to try to scam desperate people into buying her BS garlic and aloe miracle cure. The second incident happened the next day before class. A friend decided to sit next to me since the class of the day wasn't going to involve the group projects. We put our stuff on the desk and since we were early, we decided to go into the room to get a coffee. M comes in and we hear a commotion in the classroom. We then peek inside and we see her tossing my friend's stuff to another desk. My friend asked what was going on and M just coldly responded that that seat is mine. I nodded at my friend as if to say it's okay to try to defuse the situation before it escalated. Two days later, we get informed that I was swapped from M's group to another one. I will say that finally I'm working with the girl I made friends with and we're having a lot of fun. So, well, I thought it was over. No more of M's weird crap, right? Right? Well, the calls and messages never ended. Actually, she started obsessively calling the school and the professors as well to protest about the decision of removing me from her group. Her texts were filled with weird and trivial questions about random topics or very personal questions, up to 50 to 60 texts per day. At this point, 
I stopped responding almost entirely to her, screenshotting everything she was sending me. This leads to the third and last incident. The short, clean version of events is M is in class and I asked the professor a question that involved a very important global matter. He replied and then asked us about our opinion. Two people spoke before I did, giving examples of people or brands getting canceled for sharing political stances unwisely and how problematic or controversial history or presence on social media might impact negatively one's chances of employment. It was once back home, I realized M had sent me several rage-filled texts, claiming I was incredibly rude to have answered to her instead of letting the prof answer, and that she was expecting my apologies. I wrote a long text to her explaining myself. I told her I would not apologize, since I had done nothing wrong, and finally blocked her number. She thankfully hasn't been able to find me on social media yet, because I don't use my real name online. Since then, she's been missing from all the classes, which is nice because I really didn't want her to try and confront me in person. But it's what I've learned today from one of my classmates during break that left me horrified and pushed me to write this post. One of my classmates, we'll call her Y, told me M and her had been exchanging text from time to time, mostly because Y took pity on M thinking like I did at first. She was just some weird, old, and lonely lady. In one batch of texts, she goes into detail about her husband that had passed away from cancer a few years back. Some of the texts read, We fought tooth and nail. We didn't bend over to men nor God, but they took him away from me anyway. I was so close to keeping him with me. At least I know he trusted and followed me until the end. These are verbatim because after putting two and two together, me and Y figured she's either delusional and lying about everything. She tried to cure her husband from cancer with her ointment instead of traditional medicine, effectively killing him. Also, we found out she's already selling her services inside of a spa belonging to a relative of hers, using the name she picked for our project. She's also been using my work for her personal social media pages involving her services, which explains why she was so obsessive about supervising my work. She was basically getting free commissions out of me. Today was my last day of class before the Christmas holidays. And after that, it's just gonna be three more months until my classes are over. I don't know where this story will lead me to further, but honestly, I hope she never shows up to class ever again. I'm really hoping not to have to come back with more updates. We really appreciate you being with us on today's show. The RR Show is a production of Evergreen Podcast and Wessler Media. Now, if you'd be so kind, follow or subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you also haven't done already, please leave us a very nice five-star review. Thanks, Mom. Also, for more, you can visit rrshow.com. That's rrshow.com. I'm your host, Vince. My producer, Kevin, thank you. We'll see you next time. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do, too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. 
But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. 